distractions. Hello, my cubicle confusers, open space sidetrackers, corner office orienters, home den distractors, and coffee shop confounders. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am here, deep inside your ears, planting seeds of inspiration to make you into a workplace hero. I hope to replace the voice of your conscience. Put down that donut and get back to work. When was the last time you got up from your desk? Do you really need to be looking at Facebook right now? Always take the stairs. <laughs> Is that creepy? Well, maybe a little, but anyway. In her book, 1000 Gifts, A Dare to Live Fully Right Where You Are, Anne Voskamp said, Simplicity is ultimately a matter of focus. And I totally agree. It's when you can truly shut out the world and focus on a problem that the complexity and confusion often falls away. Let's face it, everything demands our attention these days. It's not just our family, friends, and co-workers, but it's, it's also our phones, our email, and our social media that all fight for our attention at any given moment. Make me downright overwhelming at times and make it really challenging to get focused and get a job done. And yeah, I know that every generation thinks the one immediately following it is doomed, <laughs> but the cost of these now ingrained distractions to our personal and professional life is well documented. Researchers at the University of California, Irvine, found that it takes a typical office worker 25 minutes to return to the original task after an interruption. And an experiment by the authors of The Plateau Effect, Getting From Stuck to Success, found that interruptions decrease work accuracy by a whopping 20%. So I'm not just Grandpa Simpson shaking my fist at a cloud or telling kids to get off my lawn. Being chronically distracted is an actual problem. You at every turn. Before I continue, <laughs> let me interrupt you for a second. <laughs> I want to encourage you to sign up for the Workplace Hero email newsletter over at workplacehero.me. The sign-up form is along the right-hand side of that webpage, and please know that because I believe strongly in the idea of Inbox Zero, you will only receive an email once per week. It'll be short and to the point and <laughs> easy to delete. Best of all, just for signing up, you will receive a coupon code for 10% off at the online health and fitness store, greenfieldfitnesssystems.com. Over there, they have a huge array of supplements and gear and plans and coaches and clothing, all stuff that will keep you healthy and fit. So sign up for the newsletter at workplacehero.me and get your discount code for greenfieldfitnesssystems.com. Okay, now, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, distractions. Over at becomingminimalist.com, they have a list of 10 unconventional habits that will help you live life with less distractions. Number one, turn off smartphone notifications. Our smartphones have quickly become one of the greatest sources of distraction in our lives. The average person now checks their mobile phone, uh, hard to believe, 150 times a day. And to put it into context, that is just short of checking your phone every six minutes that you're awake. Yeesh. To limit their distractive nature, turn off all notifications, email, Facebook, Twitter, games, even messages as your default setting. 
As a result, you will be able to check your apps on your schedule at your appointed times throughout the day, not just whenever Aunt Mabel hits reply all on the brunch chain email. Number two, read or answer email only twice each day. Okay, maybe three times a day. When we keep our email client open all day long, we surrender our attention to the most recent bidder rather than the most important bidder. The sooner we realize this, the sooner we understand why the habit of checking email only twice a day is promoted over and over again by some of the most productive people in the world, like Michael Hyatt or Scott Belsky or Tim Ferriss. Schedule your email processing and stick to that schedule. You will feel the benefits immediately. Number three, complete one to two minute projects right away. Our lives and minds are often cluttered and distracted by the many unfinished projects around us, like household chores or returning a phone call or cleaning off your desk. Now, fortunately, many of these projects can be completed in far less time than we think. To live with less distraction, if a project can be completed in less than two minutes, just stop and get it done so you won't have to think about it anymore. Number four, remove physical clutter. Unnecessary clutter is a significant form of visual distraction. Consider this, everything in our eyesight subtly pulls at our attention, at least a little bit, and the more we remove, the less visual stress and distraction we experience. Clear your desk, your walls, your counters, your computer desktop, and even your home of unneeded possessions, and you'll love your newfound ability to focus. Number five, remove digital clutter as well. Just like the physical clutter distracts our attention, digital clutter accomplishes the same. Desktop icons, open programs, multiple browser tabs, and other visible notification all jockeys for attention in our mind. Notice the digital triggers that grab your attention and then ruthlessly remove them. Spare no one. Number six, accept and accentuate your personal rhythms. Discover the rhythms of your day to make the most of them. For example, I do my best heads down work in the morning. Afternoons work well for meetings and physical work, and evenings are set aside for me time, leaving the late evenings for entertainment, chilling, and, yes, guilt-free distraction. Accepting and understanding our natural rhythms to the day or the week provides a healthy motivation to remove distractions during our most productive parts of the day, knowing that there is an opportunity later to indulge in them. Number seven, establish a healthy morning routine. Harry Ward Beecher once said, the first hour is the rudder of the day. And <laughs> he's absolutely right. Go to workplacehero.me slash hard stuff to hear my take on how you should start your day. But basically, begin your days on your terms without distraction. If possible, I suggest that you wake up first before the rest of your household. Drink your coffee or fix yourself a warm breakfast while you journal or you read or you simply enjoy the silence. Develop a distraction-free morning routine. It will lay the foundation for a less distracted day. Number eight, 
cancel cable, or at least unplug the television. If you aren't one of those people who's already cut the cord, it's really difficult to argue against the distracting nature of our televisions. Researchers tell us the average American watches 37 to 40 hours of television per week. There is, of course, a solution to this madness, and that is unplug your television completely. Or at least do what I do and put the TV away behind the couch every morning so you actually have to physically pull it back out and set it up when you want to watch it. But if this step seems too drastic a stretch for you and your family, you'll never regret the simple decision to cancel cable. Your calendar will thank you for the extra time available, your wallet will thank you for the extra dollars, and you'll quickly wonder why you didn't do it sooner. Number nine, keep a to-do list. One of the most helpful and practical podcasts I've ever released can be found over at workplacehero.me to-do. No matter how hard you try to manage yourself, new responsibilities and opportunities will surface in your mind from internal and external sources. The opportunity to quickly write down the task allows it to be quickly discarded from your mind. I use the Notes app that comes installed on all my Apple devices for my to-do list so I can add to that list anytime I want to, whether it's the middle of the night, while I'm on the bus, or while I'm in the middle of a meeting. I can get it out of my head and onto my list. And number 10, care less what other people think. The value of your life is not measured by the number of likes on your Facebook post or the number of positive comments on your Instagram pic. Please understand there is great value in humbly seeking opinion and appreciating the wise counsel of those who love you, but there is no value in wasting your mental energy over the negative criticism of those who only seem to value their own self-interests. Learn to recognize the difference and stop living distracted over the opinion of people who don't matter. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you probably get the idea that I like lists. And well, you wouldn't be wrong. So over at Successful.com, Emma Johnson has a list of six suggestions that she thinks will help you eliminate distractions. Here they are in a nutshell. Number one, stop digital pressures. Carve out blocks of time, whether for work, exercise, or people you care about, and turn off your phone and your computer. You can even download a free app called Self-Control, which shuts off especially distracting websites such as social media and news pages for a set period of time. Number two, give yourself frequent breaks. Just because you can work 24-7 doesn't mean your mind or your body are designed to do so. Check out the advice guest hero Haley Rowe gave us over at workplacehero.me slash low energy for more info on taking breaks, including information on the Pomodoro technique. Number three, mind your physical health. Exercise, plenty of sleep, healthy eating, including good fat, yummy protein, and tons of veggies, plus all those things you know you're supposed to do to promote good mental health and focus, can really help you cut down on your natural distractedness. Make a health goal and stick to it. We'll talk about how to tackle that in a future episode. Number four, turn off smartphone distractions. Yeah, I know we've already talked about this one, but I really feel like it's worth mentioning a second time. You've got to limit the number of times that you check or respond to email or text messages or social media. 
remove the temptation to constantly keep an eye on these pests by shutting off their ability to buzz, beep, and vibrate at you. Seriously. Number five, knock out the most dreaded duties first thing in the morning. If you have a difficult email you must send, or some bills that need managing, or you need to initiate a difficult conversation, get it off your to-do list and out of your mind, freeing you to be less distracted for the rest of the day. Number six, eliminate or minimize negative people in your life. These are the people who play the victim, are stuck in unhealthy habits, or generally make you feel drained, or maybe even make you feel bad about yourself. Surround yourself with those who are positive and focused, productive and ambitious. Remember the late iconic speaker Jim Rohn's rule. You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Choose them wisely. Over at lifehack.org, Sylvia Reiterowska has a few more great suggestions that I thought were worth mentioning. She suggests that you declutter your mind. Cacophony of voices, text messages, tweets, sales pitches, and bold headlines fight for your attention. And you hear a song on the radio and you can't hear your own voice over its continuous replay in your head. The first thing you should do is notice that you're running on autopilot. The next natural step is to turn it off. Autopilot, I mean. It's not easy to fight your default mechanisms at first because it's so deeply rooted, but it's a matter of practice and mindfulness. Start exercising your impulse control. Focus on the here and now. When you feel yourself getting distracted, take a second and ask yourself, what, what is my focus, focus right now? now? Writing that report will go a lot easier if you enter a state of flow. Think about the direct impact you'll make if you carry out the task efficiently and on time. Think about the satisfaction you'll feel afterwards. This is the best reward, and it will keep you on track for future tasks as you gain the momentum. Focus is your natural gift, so use it well. You can also clear your day up front before you start. In the morning before your workday begins, dedicate a few minutes to managing your schedule. A great way to do this is by applying the Covey Time Management Matrix. I'll link to a description of that over at workplacehero.me distractions. Have a moment to set your priorities and determine which tasks are truly vital and urgent that day, which are not so urgent but still very important, and which you should probably just avoid, either by delegating or eliminating them altogether. This type of task can be tricky because there will often be things that are urgent, although uninspiring, like questions from colleagues concerning their problems, some phone calls and emails that you answer by default, well, only because you've always done it and that's the way it's always been. Well, it doesn't have to be that way, not really. Take control and make a conscious decision of what you're going to say when they come knocking. And once you've made it, hold on to it and ruthlessly follow through. Prepare your workspace. When you're facing a lengthy or complex task involving concentration, prepare your workplace so that you can avoid distractions and won't need to take unnecessary breaks. Now, breaks aren't bad in and of themselves. It's the involuntary, deconcentration, accidental breaks that may cause a setback to your progress. Make sure you're taking a break because you want to, not because something else does. Zen your computer. 
There are many cool ways to deal with distractions, such as social media sites. There's this great app called Antisocial that actually blocks social media and lets you become more productive. It will block the sites that you waste your time on and can't be turned off, which makes it an excellent help. There are a bunch of apps out there that will help you track your computer use and tell you how much time you spend on individual sites. A few are Rescue Time, Clock, Slife, and Manic Time. Rescue Time, for instance, will actually give you a readout at the end of the day of your website activities, so you can see where you're spending the most time. There are all kinds of apps to help you concentrate and remove unwanted temptations, and their use depends on the type of work that you're doing. If you do a lot of writing, there's a Mac-based program called WriteRoom and its Windows counterpart, Darkroom, which promise distraction-free writing by trimming your screen down to one function, writing. There's also the popular OmWriter, which possesses a few cool features like meditative music or chromotherapy, which can create a unique environment to enable you to focus on your writing. A quick Google search will likely uncover anything you can think of. The next thing you can do is solidify your attitude. To avoid possible distractions, manage your approach to the task. The act-as-if approach works nicely. And it's simple. You just pretend you're being watched and your task is approaching the deadline. It has been proven that our performance improves significantly if we know that we're being observed and assessed. In truth, we are evaluated all the time, either by people, by ourselves, or by life itself, so this really isn't that big of a stretch. But you do have to use your imagination. Close the door. Stephen King, the master of American horror and very diligent and prolific writer, gives this advice in his book on writing. And if you can't do that literally, do it figuratively. Tell everyone that you're busy for a certain period of time and ask them not to disturb you. This seems sort of awkward at first, but once people get used to it, it's really not that big of a deal. When I work from home, I've half-joked a few times that I'm going to buy a hat that I just put on that indicates that I'm not really home, that I'm actually at work. If you see me in that hat, you must pretend that I am not there. Kind of like an invisibility cloak, but less nerdy and more absurdist, perhaps? I know what that is. That's an invisibility cloak. A more obvious strategy is likely to make sure you manage your tasks. You've probably heard the saying that you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And yes, I guess that would work. Take everything one step at a time and don't let your overall fears and worries distract you from those small tasks. Now, you may also get a bit overwhelmed with the small details, and to get that problem out of your way, do the opposite. Compile and put together a bunch of minor assignments and then complete them all in a row. Lump them all together and get them done. Now, this next one I'm going to include with a bit of hesitation, so please take it on advisement. I rarely encourage anyone to work extra hours, even if they're getting paid for it. So, okay, here it goes. Go an extra mile. As you've probably heard, there are no traffic jams on the extra mile. And literally, traffic is the number one time thief these days. If you arrive one hour early at the office and then leave one hour later than everyone else, you'll get much more done. 
not only because you'll avoid congested streets and a lot of stress, but also the empty office won't distract you from your productive efforts. Now, I would suggest shifting your workday by a couple hours instead so you're not actually giving away your time. If you're a morning person, maybe you can start work at 7 instead of 9. If you're an afternoon person, maybe you start at 10 or 11. See what you can do. Work with your HR department. My hope is that you won't give away any of your precious time. Okay, I feel a little dirty after that one, but I think we all dodged a bullet. So let's move on to your homework. For the next five work days, before you go on to whatever you're going to do next, think about what Einstein said. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If you just go on with your usual routine, default course of action, and forget what you've heard in this podcast, the distractions win and you lose. So... Every morning this week, I want you to think about one thing that you learned from this podcast that you can do right now or during the remainder of this day. Is it turning off a few more notifications on your phone or computer? Or is it putting headphones on, even if you aren't listening to anything, to signal to your coworkers that you aren't available to listen to what their dream was about last night? Oh, seriously, dude, I had the craziest dream last night. Or is it cleaning up your desk or workspace before you start your day to avoid getting distracted by stuff? Or maybe you choose those specific two times of the day where you're going to check your email. Choose a different item each day and make that change. As Sylvia so eloquently said in the lifehack.com article, your lifetime is made up of days, days of hours and hours of minutes. Although a minute or 10 doesn't seem like much, the idea that you can waste a few minutes is the biggest, fattest lie you'll ever tell yourself. Let's stop wasting time and make this week count. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, with editing help from Eleanor Cohen. Podcast logo by Ken Cunningham and original music by my band, The Irregular Heartbeats. Today's heroic fodder was gleaned from internet writers Sylvia Reiterowska, Joshua Becker, and Emily Johnson. You can find all this information over at workplacehero.me distractions.